to the Healing Grief Podcast with Catherine Churchill and regularly joined by a variety of different guests, all helping you travel through your journey of grief. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to welcome back Patricia from Nishama Journey on Instagram. And today, we are going to talk about mindfulness and grief. Welcome back, Patricia. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. So let's start off with What is mindfulness? What does it mean to you? For me, it's like a state of consciousness. When I created my Instagram, so it was called Neshama Journey. So that's the journey of the soul. But one of my hashtags was grief consciousness. So it's really about, you know, grieving consciously, about being conscious and in the state of acceptance that our loved one has passed. So when I say grieving consciously is really being aware of everything we're feeling from, you know, the pain to the longing to any kind of, you know, suffering that we can be experiencing. So that's for me, it's what mindfulness means in grief. It's being in a state of awareness of all the emotions we're going through. And when you go through grief, and I never had experienced it before, it's really a roller coaster of emotions. You can be, you know, out for dinner a minute and you're talking with friends and then you come home and something reminds you of the loved one and you start crying for like three hours. And then the next morning I can be okay again. So it's really, you know, a, yeah, a whirlwind of emotions and mm-hmm. being conscious about it, I think really helps to, you know, to, to teach you how to, to manage these emotions or either to accept it or work with it. Okay. So I guess it helps us to respond to grief from a bit of a different perspective then. Yeah. For mm-hmm. me, it's really about not numbing the pain. I think that if you try to numb the pain or if you try to, you know, silence your grief, Mm-hmm. At some point, it will come back. So it's definitely not, you know, an easy process to be able to accept that pain and to accept the death of the person and to accept the grief. But mm-hmm. when you're conscious of this and you're willing to accept and work with the pain, I think that's the first, you know, stone on the path of healing. Okay. Yeah, so it usually, I guess it takes more energy to avoid grief. Well, I think so anyway, than to mm-hmm. confront it. Um, so, I mean, usually, I guess, you know, when we talk about mindfulness, um, I say, for example, meditation comes to my mind. So what are there any mindfulness practices that you may be incorporate into this so like you know meditation mindful breathing yeah Mm. so meditation was definitely the first tool I used even before my mother passed when she started being sick in 2018 this is when I started you know meditating because I was very anxious about you know the uncertainty of her future at that time you know we didn't know if the treatment would work she was Uh, going through chemo she had had a surgery already but you know it was pancreatic cancer and it's usually you know terminal so 
even though we had some hope about the treatment, it was still very uncertain to know if she would, you know, overcome the cancer or not. So this is when I started, you know, meditating on a daily basis. And now it's been two years. So I started with a conscious breathing exercise that I found on YouTube. It's called um, five breath or six breath per minute. You can type it on YouTube. And you will see a little, you know, round circle going up and down like waves. And that's the motion of your breathing. So you inhale for like five seconds and then you exhale for five seconds. But the fact that you're visualizing your breath, it really puts you into almost a trance because you kind of forget about everything else. And you just focus on this little, you know, circle going up and down. And it's definitely easier at the beginning to have some visual to be able you know to learn how to breathe so i did that for a while before going to sleep because i had a hard time you know sleeping at that period and it helped me a lot and then i started with a meditation app called insight timer and i have to say that i do like breathing on my own with a timer for like five minutes but i do prefer guided meditation I found it very soothing. I like the fact that you can choose any type of meditation. It can be meditation about grief, about anxiety, about fear, about resentment, about forgiveness, about self-love. So I find it very helpful to have a meditation for whatever you're going through right now. And I've used many, many of them. So this is definitely an app that I would recommend if you want to start you know, meditating on, on a daily basis. Then... Right before my mother passed, I joined a meditation group and we used to do breath work. So that's a very active meditation where you actively breathe, you know, from your mouth and it puts you also in a trance. And that's for around 20, 30 minutes and you're guided. And after that, we would do a sound bath. And every time, but literally every time I did one of the breath work, it really brought me back to, you know, my childhood. I had like flashes from my mom, from me as a little girl. So it's very healing, you know, very, very healing. So I did that maybe three months before my mother passed. I continued for another three months after she passed. Then we had COVID. So I had to stop seeing uh, my meditation group. But I did continue with the meditation and the breathing and some baths is something that I do also with my meditation app. I like to listen to um, bowls, crystal bowls. I love gongs. It also puts me in this meditative state. So I use this a lot. And chakra cleansing, I have some crystal that I use and I put on myself. Um, what else do I use? Yeah, so breathing, meditation, sound bath crystals oh and also another thing that i will say is definitely a mindfulness tool but it doesn't really um, have to do with meditation it's journaling i think that it definitely uh, helps me you know put my emotions on the paper and out of myself so i do journal in the morning i usually wake up i you know, I do my gratitude, you know, exercise, I say all my positive affirmations, I say all my gratitudes. 
Then I tried to meditate for five, 10, 15 minutes. And then I journal, but I do also journal at night. Sometimes I feel like if it's heavy at night, I cannot sleep. I will just, you know, get out of bed and go to my desk and start writing. And this is something I only started after my mother passed, like maybe one or two weeks after she passed, because I just needed the writing. Like I've missed so much writing to her and sending her messages and tell her about my day that writing a journal really helped me with the communication with her and with myself. Okay. I think you've put it into, I guess, something very simple, I think. Um, Because I I feel like a lot of people, when they think of mindfulness, they think it's quite complicated, Um, especially, I guess, when they're in grief. So what about for somebody who is, you know, maybe in a very bad state of grief? How can they begin practicing mindfulness? I think having guided meditation is okay. probably the best way to go at the beginning, especially in those apps where you can find grief meditation. Mm-hmm. Some of them use visualization. And I have to say that this helps me a lot too, because, you know, you're, you're, you're laying down, you're breathing, and then you have all these images coming. And somehow the way, you know, they make you visualize your loved one, you know, passing and, you know, going through their passage, it's helpful. It's okay. helpful to reconnect with the loved one and it's helpful to, you know, let them go. Mm-hmm. So th- that's definitely guided meditation, I think, at first is the way to go and also not be too harsh on yourself because I feel that when you put you know objectives that are hard to obtain like oh I'm going to meditate 10 minutes every morning and then 10 minutes every night or 20 minutes in the morning if it's too hard to obtain you might you know give up and when you're more flexible about your objective it's like okay I'm going to try to do it every day if it's one minute that's great if it's five minutes that's great I might start with guided ones so I just need to listen and maybe not be too active in the meditation process like breath work where you do have to be very active and I have to say that sometimes when I was in deep grief I couldn't do the active breath work it was just too much for me because I already had a hard time breathing so do some kind of active breathing was not not right for me at that time so guided meditation helped me a lot and Mm -hmm. journaling i think it's you know an easy cheap tool that you can do anywhere and it is cleansing and Mm -hmm. crying you know like a conscious crying that just knowing that you're in pain and let yourself cry this also forbids very cleansing Okay, so yeah, really it's just about bringing your mind back to, I guess, a single point of focus. Mm. For sure. Yeah, and what about sort of, you know, like mindful walking, for example? Do you do that? So when you go for a walk? I do. Okay. I do. And that's basically all I did in the first weeks. I Mm. couldn't do anything else. Like, I couldn't leave my house to see people. I didn't want to go to school to drop off my kids because I didn't want to have any conversation. I, I, I wasn't working at that time too because I took a little break and all I did was walking. So I would walk 
as you say, like mindful walking. So it's really about seeing that there is life around you. You know, when you're in a deep state of grief and you think like life is over or that you might not be able to go back to, you know, this new normal that happens after the loss. When you go out and you mindfully walk and breathe and just look around you, you know, but like really look around you. Like you look at the trees and look at the leaves and look at, look at the movement, listen to the birds, listen to the people. Uh, it, it just makes you in touch with your own, you know, your own life that you mm-hmm. are alive and you're here and you're breathing and you're moving. And that was important for me, especially because I think uh, when my mom was in her final days, she had such a hard time breathing. It stayed with me, you know, like the breathing stayed with me. I, I felt very grateful when I was walking in the park and I was like, oh, I can breathe. You know, it was almost like honoring her that I was walking and breathing because these were the two things she was missing so much at the end. And I remember her in the hospital saying, do you think I'll be ever able to walk again? Do you think I'll ever be able to go outside and walk? And for her, it was, you know, those small things that she was missing. So when she passed, I almost felt like this urge to to walk and breathe, to Mm -hmm. honor her. But definitely, it's also a way to, you know, be in touch with life that is, you know, back to normal around you and, and just acknowledging that you might in a, you know, in the future, go back to this new normal as well. Mm-hmm. And I also use this time to listen to podcasts. So that was really my me time. And I would walk for like an hour or an hour and a half and just listen to my podcast, podcast okay. about grief. And it helped me a lot. I have to say that the walking and the podcast were really essential at the beginning. Okay. So it's and not just pre- seeing that your body can move, you know? The- yeah. I think you're in so much pain at the beginning that knowing that you can move your body and I'm not talking about exercising because I don't even exercise so much, but just the walking, just really mm-hmm. the fact that you can move your body and breathe. It's, it's important. Like not even, you know, for your physical health, but for your mental health as well. Yeah. So it's not really, it's not about, you know, meditation even, it's not about emptying your mind necessarily. As I said, it's just about bringing your mind back to that single point of focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people, when they think of meditation um, or even mindfulness, they think about it's, you know, emptying your mind or forgetting about what's going on, but it's not about that. Mm. It can be about this as well, but for me, it's really about being conscious of your state of mind right mm-hmm. now yeah yeah so and always coming back to the present definitely when mm-hmm. you're in deep grief it's it's hard to just you know empty your mind mm-hmm. but if you can focus and go back to the present moment and just feel your body and and feel this you know energy and and your breathing it's you know just feeling that you're alive and that you're well in the present moment Mm-hmm. I think it's very important at the beginning and it might be very hard actually, mm-hmm. but it's definitely about, yeah, going back to the present moment and 
acknowledging your grief. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in numbing your grief. So as yeah. much as it hurts, you know, to acknowledge the, to acknowledge the grief, I think that on the long, you know, on long term, it will definitely be more, you know, it will be healthier than trying to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So do you have, we don't have a lot of time left. So do you have anything else you'd like to say to my listeners about mindfulness? Yeah, so, so these are the tools that I use. So meditation, breathing, um, journaling, and self-care in general, I think is very important when you grieve. We sometimes, you know, tend to forget ourselves when we're grieving just because our mind is so busy with, you know, the memories of the loved one. So as some, you know, self-care routine, sometimes, you know, I take bath, sometimes I light a candle, sometimes I light incense just to, you know, try to focus on myself a little bit and feel that I'm alive. I don't know why I have this need of remembering that my mother has passed, but I'm still here. It's almost like I need to honor her death, but being fully aware that I'm still here and that I'm alive. So gratitude was also a big part of my mindfulness practice. And it's really how I start my dates by thanking, you know, first of all, thanking my soul to be back in my body, you know, thanking, you know, my body to be healthy, all my organs to be functioning, my bed, my house, my shelter, food on my plates, my kids, just to put me in this state of appreciation and gratitude and definitely in honoring, you know, people that passed by, by just feeling alive although it can be painful and that doesn't mean that the day will be easy and that doesn't mean that I might not feel you know some sadness during the day but yes being mindful of the fact that I'm still here I'm breathing and trying to be you know in the now and in the present moment Mm -hmm. okay well thank you so much again for joining the show And people can find you at Nishama Journey on Instagram. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. You're welcome. Such a pleasure to talk to you. Bye.